if you're in this for the money, then get out. Like, mm. let's just stop now. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And I think we're on Amazon now, right? Yeah, Amazon. Yes. We're on every podcast platform now. I think that was the Crazy. last one. I didn't even realize we weren't on it. <laughs> I didn't realize we so weren't on it. I got an email Amazon. saying, hey, submit your podcast. For That's Amazon. when you know you've made it. When yes. someone reaches out and says, hey, we want your <laughs> podcast on Amazon. It was my mom. Okay, don't get too excited. <laughs> well, <laughs> while you're over on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and go ahead and drop us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We will read that here on the show. Our guest today is Jen Dillard. Jen is a real estate mogul based in Hood River, Oregon with over 200 million in lifetime Ooh. sales. She leads a team now of 14 agents that sold over 78 million in real estate last year alone, runs an in-house home staging company, and is a busy mom of two. Jen, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Jen, we're Happy to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to have <laughs> you on. Would love for you to dive right in. Tell us how long you know you've yeah. been in the business. Lead us up to how you've gotten to grow this team of 14, and then we'll dive into you know some of your strategies. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me again, you guys. Um, yeah, I started out in real estate. I got my license in 2007. Great time to get your license. Um, right before... Right before the big crash. Right before the big crash. Yes. So uh, I got my license and um, I was dabbling in property management and you know, I, I sold condo conversions, was kind of trying a bunch of different things. And I really loved it. The market crashed. So I continued to dabble in real estate, but I didn't really go for it. You know, I didn't hmm. really, I didn't really take off with my real estate career until after I had my kids. So I had my son, Cade, in 2014, my daughter, Henley, in 2015. And then after that, I was, you know, I was at home with the kiddos and I was thinking, I really just, I love to work. I'm one of those weirdos that just loves to work. I love having something that's mine that I work for that I'm, and I compete with myself. I just, I love that feeling. And so, and so I, um, yeah, I, I was talking to my husband one day and I said, you know, I really miss being in real estate. It just, that's really, that's that, that's when I felt the most passionate and excited about what I was doing. He's like, well, get back after it girl. So I did. I got back into real estate and I worked for a small boutique brokerage out of the Seattle area, which is where I was living at the time and uh, did really well, enjoyed it, had so much fun. And then we decided to move our family to Hood River, Oregon, which is where I am now. It's about 45 minutes to an hour east of Portland, Oregon, and uh, got here and started a brokerage of my own brokerage. and. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of just realized that that wasn't really the path that I wanted to go on to be a broker owner. Uh, I, I like having a bigger company, more people to work with, more people to collaborate with. And so ended up affiliating myself with another company and, and, and from there I started growing my team. So I started growing my team about four years ago. I've been in Hood River for five years. So I took about a year on my own and then started growing my team and just started with one and then added another and then added another and added another. And here we are. So, <laughs> I can't tell the number of people, story. successful agents that we've interviewed that started like in 
2007 or 2008. Yeah, cor- correct. But it just yeah. shows you the resilience and how yeah. that leads teaches you how to, to overcome. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So talk a little bit about the this fighter. decision. Yeah, the fighter. <laughs> To, uh, to kind of start a team, like what led you down that path? Did you always have that in mind? Was it you were at the point where you couldn't handle all of the business your own, so you wanted to grow a team? Tell us a little bit about how that started. You know, I started my team because I love working with other people and I love collaborating. And I always think, you know, two minds are better than one. I'm of that mindset. And so I didn't go, I didn't grow a team intentionally. Mm. I actually started by, I was at a coffee shop one day and I met this guy and he was just so charismatic. And I loved how, when he, he was working there, he was a barista there. And when the customers would walk in, everybody was like, Hey, Moni. And he's like, Hey, you know, just so charismatic and awesome. And I just sat down with him one day. I was like, what's your story? What did you, you know, how did you get to be a barista? And he you know, and he said that he was in sales originally. He moved back to the area to grow his family and to be closer to his family. And, and I said, well, I love your energy so much. If you ever want to get back into sales and you want to look into real estate, give me a call. I'd love to mentor you. And he did. He got mm. his license. He called me and he's wow. one of my top agents. I mean, he just has created such an amazing business for himself. And then I loved how that made me feel helping him to grow. And I was like, okay, I love this. I want to keep mentoring more people and continue to help them to find their passion and to grow their business. That's a golden nugget right there is you can recruit at Starbucks. Not only can you recruit, you can also add to your database. I mean, there's people there that should be in your sphere. So if they don't join your real estate team, put them in your database, start marketing to them. So one of the big uh, pain points, right, of getting people onto a team is, you know, the whole idea of you're branding somebody else or you're having to give up some of your commissions, right? If you mm-hmm. join a team, how do you like, what's your value proposition to people on your team? Do you strategically know as a team kind of leader that you're recruiting people fresh into the industry and that's easier for you than going and getting an agent that's already practicing right now? What's your mindset from a recruiting standpoint? Yeah. I don't look for agents that are brand new or look for agents that are senior agents. I, I strictly look for people that are, Mm. have that, that personality that's going to jive with the team because the culture is so important and we have a great culture on our team. And so just being able to have, to continue to find people that are like-minded, that are team players that, and so I do have a great value proposition. I do offer, you know, quite a bit for my team to support them so that they can go out and do what they do best, which is selling real estate. And so covering their, you know, transaction coordinator, listing coordinator, yep. all of those things and helping them with their marketing and things like that, I think is helpful because it takes them out of that fear and scarcity mindset and keeps them in the abundance mindset when they don't have to worry about all those extra costs. Mm. You're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Like the culture is like the most essential thing and keeping it as you grow is really difficult because I'm sure you have experienced this. We've experienced this in Reminder Media, even in our business, not even real estate. It's that you're trying to keep the culture, but you have to implement new processes because you're growing, right? And you're not the same at 20 as you are at 30. You've hopefully matured. You've hopefully refined. Mm -hmm. You hopefully have learned. But a lot of times people don't like change, right? So a perfect example of this would be like treatment of leads. Like it used to be, you know, you didn't really have a lot of policies or structures on how many times the lead should be followed up with. But as you get more and more there, maybe you implement operational procedures and 
How have you, have you suffered from that pain point? How, how do you attack trying oh. to implement change? Absolutely. So in 2020, uh, 2020, we did um, 21 million in sales. And then in 2021, we did 78 million in sales. So we definitely felt the growing pains. Yeah, we definitely felt the growing pains. And we had to add additional support staff and create those systems and processes and figure it out. And um, I mean, I tried to shield my team from feeling those growing pains and to just mm. keep it all on me, but I'm sure they did feel it a little bit, but we are stronger than ever. So what's the main way you try to motivate your team? Like what's the, like when you're sitting down and trying to motivate somebody, how do you go about that? I think that motivation for me is just looking at their, where they've been and where they are. You know, just showing them, okay, because sometimes we forget that we came from a place where we didn't have any sales. And then now you're here. And I like to show them that. I like to show them. I like to pull stats in the area and show them where they rank because maybe they're not number one or number 10 or maybe even number 20, but they're definitely higher than you know, other people there. And it's not, it's not about competition. It's not, I don't want it to sound like that. It's just about showing your growth, how far you've come. And I think that that's really motivating. And then also setting a goal of where are you going to be and how are we going to get there? And let's work backwards. Let's, let's go, let's work through the numbers and, and how many phone calls do you need to make to set how many appointments? And then how many appointments do you need to set to get how many listings and, and, you know, I love that. And I think it's uh, so true that it's a lot of times that you get stuck in the moment um, Mm -hmm. and you feel like, you know, whether it's you're producing a piece of content and your content's getting no views or you are, you know, making, you know, this year, maybe your sales are down and you forget of, hey, look, you know, you actually are accomplishing something. If you just take a second and reflect and look back and go, no, you've produced 360 pieces of content this year. That's nothing to uh, shy about. Or, hey, look, you actually have sold. I think that can be a great uh, reflection point to kind of reset. Mm -hmm. You know, talk to us a little bit about how you guys go about lead generation and your philosophies there, kind of where you try to approach lead generation and making Mm -hmm. sure that you have consistent lead flow for your team. I'm a big fan of nurturing the database. So mm. I we do postcards. We do um, the Start Healthy magazine with Reminder Media, not trying to be... Um, You're making you us know. blush right now. Keep going. I know. Keep going. I know. <laughs> truly, it Don't does. You know, what it does is it keeps you top of mind. And I think anything that keeps you top of mind, it's postcards, it's the... And, and, you know, there's so many people that are so focused on social media and we do a lot. I love social media. I love Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm on all of the platforms and I love them, but you don't want to put yourself, your, all your eggs in one basket. So I think it's so important to diversify and make sure that you're doing the postcards and the magazine and the, and social media and your newsletter and like, and, 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 and there's so many different ways that you can stay top of mind and stay in front of you. You want to, anytime I tell my team, anytime somebody thinks real estate, you want them to immediately think you. And if you're not in front of them and top of mind and, Spot they're going to move on to the next person. So, yeah. Do you have any other, because I mean, <clears throat> staying top of mind, obviously you're hitting the nail on the head there. From a proactive standpoint with nurturing your mm-hmm. database, um, is your team making phone calls to their past clients? Are you, are they are they yes. reaching out and asking th- for the referrals? And have you, do you have like a, a certain system or way of asking? Everyone sort of has like their own way of asking mm-hmm. for that referral that you've implemented that you've seen success with? 
I have. So we do, I do have the team reach out to their database and to, you know, just check in and never have it be about real estate. Just check in. How are you doing? How's the house? How are the kids? You know, just check in and make sure that they're doing well. And then, Hey, do you know, is there anybody that you know that would be able to, you know, is looking to buy or sell? I'd love to be the one that they, I'd love to help them and, you know, have the conversation always start out with something other than real estate. Cause we don't want to sound too salesy. And uh, so, yes, for sure, uh, reaching out to the database, calling them, but also I think just even the more just, you know, the newsletter, we send out a weekly newsletter and it's very informative. It's not just real estate. In fact, it's very little real estate. It's more what's going on in the community, what, what events are this weekend and things like that. And, I, and people love it. We get stopped all the time. People are like, I love your newsletter. They don't even know me, but they subscribe <laughs> to the newsletter because they just, they love the content. It's such a huge piece that people miss. And it's because I've, I feel like what happens to business owners is you live 99% in your business. It's what you love. Mm-hmm. It's your passion. It's your work. Your clients right. only live maybe in your business 1% of the time when they're actually mm-hmm. looking to buy or sell, which comes every seven, mm-hmm. 11 years, whatever the average is. And so right. we tend to market to them on the 1% for the 99% of their life instead of realizing, wait a right. second, let's flip the coin. Let's send a newsletter with events going on in the community. Let's do those type of things because yeah. that's going to connect with them personally and actually will resonate to where they stop you and have a conversation. And it's counterintuitive for some reason to people of not marketing their business totally, just marketing more relational driven stuff. It's so, it's so important. And, you know, with the magazine, I love that we do the Start Healthy magazine. So it's what I love about it is there's recipes and people say all the time, like, oh, I made the recipe that I ripped out from your magazine and there's, you know, my pictures on it. And so they're going to think of me while they're cooking, you know, that's great. And then, you know, beyond that, it's, making sure that we have birthdays, anniversaries, all of that in the calendar. So we can send a happy birthday card. We can send uh, flowers for an anniversary, not just a home anniversary, but there, you know, just make sure it's personal and that we actually are thinking of them. And, you know, I'm always paying attention to Facebook and Instagram on, Oh, somebody had a baby, get that baby gift. Go. We actually have a little store in our office that has baby gifts, all that stuff ready to go. So oh, that's awesome. Just, I think that is, I mean, right there is the key. Like you are paying attention. You're paying attention to what's happening in your client's lives yes. and you're using that as an opportunity to continue to build that relationship. But I think so many people, they just, they miss that. So tell us about this, um, this home staging company you have, is this only for your in-house yeah. Like listings, are you doing this for other, other agents as well, or just in-house right now? You know, we tried that. We did that for a bit, but it's, we just got too busy. We have so many listings in house that it, the inventory was just getting too, you know, it was dwindling for our own clients. And okay. so we just stage for our own clients. We stage every listing and, um, you know, I started it. We, we, I just found that there was, there were no modern home staging companies in our area. And so we were having to reach out to Portland and it was crazy expensive. And so I said, you know what, let's just get a warehouse Let's fill it with inventory. Let's get a, we started out with this little trailer and then now we have a sprinter van and, you know, just continues to grow. And yeah, we're going to brand it and do all the things. And again, it's top of mind. See you driving by that's marketing, right? So now do you have a design background? Is that, or do you have someone on your team that kind of leads that piece? I have a few interior designers on my team. Uh, I also have a, um, uh, 
an architect. She's working on her architect degree. Oh, wow. So she's, yeah. So we've got a really amazing, diverse group of people on our team that have talents beyond just real estate. Do you find that really helps you in the listing presentation uh, from a value prop standpoint that you can bring to the table, yes. the staging company? No doubt. Okay. I, I had a feeling yeah. from a value prop, it seems like that is worth the ad. Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. So many yes. people are scared. I'm sure you're reading the same headlines, right? That everybody's reading out there. You know, the market's yes. turning, you know, interest rates are on the rise, inventory's low. Mm -hmm. Is the market going to crash? Is it not going to crash? What are you saying to your team and how would you kind of speak to agents out there and like, hey, what should you double down on? What should you focus on? What's your kind of thoughts moving into 2023, end of 2022? I think it's important to recognize that, yes, the interest rates are rising, but home appreciation is also rising. And so I think that, you know, an important thing to, to keep in mind is maybe this is your forever home, but it's probably not your forever loan. So it's important to, I love that. you know, to, yeah. So it's important to keep that in mind and to talk to the, to educate your clients, to talk to their lender about options and what kind of mortgages are available that are going to be able, you're going to be able to, to change, you know, to, to get into something that makes more sense once the interest rates do come down. And, you know, just to show them the historical numbers of where things we've been in recessions before, this is not the first one. And, um, you know, and we've come out of them as well. And, and home prices are continuing to appreciate. And so it's important that they know that and that you educate them and that you stay, if you're not, if you're not educating them, they're going to go to somebody who will educate them. So mm -hmm. making sure that you, you don't create doubt, you create that certainty and comfort and trust in your clients mm -hmm. and that you're really, really paying attention, not to the news and the headlines, but the numbers, the true statistics, the true you know, I, I'm a big fan of keeping current matters and yeah, they're great and really, oh, so great. So paying attention to that, to what they're saying and, and really just doubling down yeah, on being your the, knowledge, be the knowledge broker. Exactly. Yeah. Being that educator is so essential in building the trust. And that would, that's what people want to yes. work with. They want to work with a trusted advisor. You know, I'm curious because, yes. um, you made this huge leap. I think you said what, 21 million to 78. Yes. So hugely, what was the uh, fuel? Like what caused that huge leap from 21 to 78 million in volume? I think the fact that we were really doubling down on our marketing, we really went wild with marketing. We did a campaign that uh, we, our coach called, my coach called the I See You Everywhere campaign and made sure that we literally were everywhere. People were stopping me. I had this one lady reach, stop me. This 
this sweet older lady stopped me at the grocery store and so loud. She was like, I see you all over the internet. I was like, I'm a realtor. I'm a realtor. Like, Ooh, this could get awkward. I'm a so, realtor. Not my only fans account here. People. Yes, let's, be, let's be clear here. Miss. Yes. So, <laughs> but it worked. People so, were seeing me everywhere. So the seeing um, you everywhere, were you, so obviously you're doing the magazine, you're doing postcards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing yes. social media, anything yes. else in those campaigns? Facebook ads, Facebook Instagram ads. ads. Yes. Google, making sure that we're, you know, Google local services ads. Have you gotten um, um, a lot of leads from the Google local services? We have. Okay. We have. Yeah. Have they converted we, you know, for you to, or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We have converted. We, you know, we used to be, we used to pay for Zillow and do that, yep. but we just, we don't want any more. Um, yeah. We just found that it, we've had more success and more con- better conversion with doing what we're doing now. And you so. get greater exposure. Yeah. You get greater exposure with greater that. Greater exposure. As well as leads. Jen, I know that you have a passion for sharing kind of what you've learned from an entrepreneurial side, from a successful, mm-hmm. you know, real estate, but also in business. Uh, with other, you know, fellow moms and and other female leaders or people mm-hmm. that are looking to, you know, females looking to get into leadership, what what advice would you have to offer? And, and not that you could boil it down to a single piece of advice, but what kind of yeah. advice do you have to share with them to encourage them or to keep them uh, continuing on their their path for success? Yeah, I think that just really finding what you're passionate about. I always tell my agents, if you're in this for the money, then get out. Like, mm. let's just stop now. Because if you're in, if you're in any business and you're in it just strictly for the money, because everybody's like, oh, you make so much money with real estate. You sell one transaction, you get all the, you know, whatever. But what is what people see right through that? It's so apparent when people are in it for the money, but when you're really passionate about helping people provide, providing people with, with knowledge and helping, keeping them educated on their home buying journey, or you're passionate about mentoring, or you're passionate about, uh, you know, about finding, putting people in homes and finding their forever home. And you're passionate about those things, then that's when you're going to succeed the most. That's when you're going to have that abundance mindset, growth, and people are going to, people are going to be feel people buy from people they know, like, and trust, mm-hmm. and they will, they will feel that they will trust you and they'll want to work with you. So I yeah, think just great. being authentic. What do you and, say to someone who's struggling right now? That's sort of like, you know, maybe it's that busy mom. Maybe it's someone struggling in, in finding motivation to get up and, and keep going. What would you, what, just what advice get would you after it? Just do it. Just run, do it. And don't look back. I think that if we don't jump in, you got to jump in with both feet. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to dip my toe in. I'm going to try this business or I'm going to try real estate. And, and I think that you, if you don't fully put yourself out there and fully dive in and do it, then you're not going to see the success. Mm -hmm. And I think that I, you know, I don't believe in the part-time, the part-time broker or the Mm -hmm. part-time realtor. I'm like, go all in. I would, would you want to work with a part-time doctor or a part-time attorney? (laughs) Boom. (laughs) I love that. That's so good. And it's so true. I think one of the things that people underestimate is that motion creates more motion. It creates emotion, right? And the hardest part in physics is to get the movement, right? So once you start, just keep moving forward because you're, yeah, you'll just get that momentum going. It's like a a boulder rolling downhill, but the hardest part is getting going, right? And that's supposed to be the hardest part. 
And it's so true. One of the things that I do, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, you're good. One of the things that I do for my team is once they, you know, when they start on the team, if they're a newer agent, I kind of, I just throw them a, you know, throw them a bone. I give them, give them a a transaction, have them co-list or give them something so that they can taste the blood, you know, and just like, they're like, okay, (laughs) I love that. that sounded That's dark, but, um, they just, you know, they, they get a taste for it and they're like, okay, I love this. I get it. I made some money. And then that puts them again, that puts them in that mindset of, okay, this is what I need to do. And I love this feeling. Let's go. And that's how you know you got a, a great salesperson is when they taste the blood that mm-hmm. you can you can see it right away. Like you for, can see it. yeah, when we yeah. have um, our salespeople and they sign up a new account and the new callers and you just see the ones you're like, oh yeah, you're gonna make it. You're gonna you love this. The yes. other ones you're like, ah, you're probably not gonna make it. You don't love the blood. The ones you don't that are love like shaking. Yeah, they're exactly. Like shaking. Nervous chihuahuas. They're so nervous. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I got I got a sale. I don't know what to do. Oh uh, no, that's so good. So we ask all successful people that come on the show usually is just like, when you look at your life and your success, do you have any routines that you have implemented that have proven to be really successful for you that you look back and go, yeah, because I'm doing these things, I I do find that these routines have produced success. I think just continuing to network. And I think that you are the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that if you surround yourself with people that are, doing what you want to do and aspire to do. And I think that has been so helpful for me in my journey is just surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me or more successful than me or, you know, and, and so I, I truly believe in that. And I find, I seek out opportunities to go to events or to, surround myself. We live in a small town. So I think it's important to have, you know, to be able to have big success in a small town, you have to kind of look elsewhere to be able to find that motivation sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I feel like that's, that's what I like to do. I love to travel and go to events and meet people. And I just, I come back and I'm so energized. It's kind of scary for my team. Cause I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> That's you what know. happens every time Luke goes to something clean. and he comes back. Yeah. 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 Anytime I go to a conference or event, you know, the, the company's going to be like totally changing. Come on. Just no. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Last question for you, Jen. Yes. Um, yeah. What would you go back? Knowing everything you know now, uh, building this business, you know, moving locations, having to restart, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Just, you know, don't be, don't be afraid and don't, you know, oh, you know what I would tell my younger self, make sure that you think before you do. I think that one thing that I did was I, just thought I needed to, I needed to partner with somebody to be successful, or I needed somebody else to help me to do, you know, and, and once I realized that I actually can do it on my own and then, you know, I can build something myself. I don't need someone to help me to do that Mm. and lean on someone else. I was very codependent. I felt like I needed somebody else to help me to do what I need, wanted to do. And I think once I just felt, I got that confidence I felt I, I, my success really, that's when I really took off was when I believed in myself. Mm, Love that. Very empowering. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jen, before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at, at Jen Dillard or at JDRE team. JDRE team. JD. Oh, Right above, right if you're watching the video, you can see it right above her head there, JDRE <laughs> Oh, yes, team. if you're watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
All right. Well, thanks again. And thank you so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode. Get the resources and the links that we just mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com. While you're there, you can check out the video of this episode. If you enjoyed this uh, podcast and want to show your support, the best way is to tell a friend. And the first way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And you can find us on Instagram as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. You just heard a great episode from a top producing agent that's building a team and actually living out what they are saying. And I would encourage you, like the action item from this that I take away is you've got to be everywhere. The be everywhere, they see you everywhere campaign. And if you notice like the consistent theme, whether it was tapping into nurturing your database, the networking and getting in front of people and and nurturing people and building the relationships with people, like that is the key. So here's an action item for you, for you to execute on that. Are you looking at the Facebook feed of the people in your sphere and noticing when they have a birthday, noticing when they have an anniversary? I mean, you just heard it. They literally have a store in their office to get a baby gift out to anybody who has a new baby. Those are the things that make the difference that take you from 21 million in volume to 78 million in volume in a year. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 